0: You're listening to Getting Ahead Podcast, where you can listen and learn, and I'm your host, Simon Issoa. Welcome to the show. Each week on Getting Ahead Podcast, we look into an interesting topic and interview some of the most interesting people in the world, and we turn their wisdom into actionable points for you to implement in your everyday life for you to be able to get ahead and grow. Welcome to another episode of the Getting Ahead podcast show. Our guest for today is Tony Adjuboe, former country manager of Simon Page College of Marketing. She has years of experience in digital marketing, marketing and communication, and she's also an expert in digital strategy. She will be telling us today on how she has been able to succeed in her career thus far, and some tips from her own personal experience on how to grow your career. So stick around and enjoy the show. On this week's episode of Getting Ahead Podcast, our guest is Tommy Ajiboye. Uh, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here, Tommy. So, uh,
1: thank you very much yeah so Tommy thank you I'm uh, happy to be here
0: fantastic uh, you know I've known you for a while now and uh, I think I'm impressed with what you you've been able to achieve for the little while I've known you so talk talk more of what you've done so far <laughs> in your career uh, I think you've done well for yourself so tell us about yourself as a, give us a little background story of yourself
2: okay uh. Short background. I won't. I won't bore you with all the details. But yes, I am a graduate of geology and mineral sciences. Uh, I didn't practice that uh, profession at all. Um, as soon as I was done with my university degree, I found myself in branding, communications, uh, sales, and marketing. And my first experience um, was of branding was when I recently finished my youth service and I met a few friends who were into the branding and they were, they were, they were very excited, they're passionate people and although they were just friends, it wasn't like I was working with them. I liked the passion because they were talking about branding and it looked like some, something that was interesting, you know, and that was when I started just just paying a little bit of more attention to what that was about. Um, before then, I used to be interested in business, not the buying and selling kind of business that I was exposed to while while, while growing up. but actually building a business building a company um i was i was i've, I've always been interested in that and i've always seen myself as uh, somebody that would be involved in building a corporate organization um in the future so when i started to talking to, to friends we we're talking about branding we we're talking about branding with corporate point of view and that that piqued my interest and that was how i started um i got my first job as a salesperson i must say i hated it because this was my first time trying it. It was terrible. Um, I didn't enjoy it one bit. It was a computer sales company. And at the time, this was um, 2009, 2008, 2009. And it was a computer sales, you know, job. And I had to go out, hit, hit the streets to get people to buy computers. It was terrible. I didn't <laughs> do that job at all. Sales is a tough <laughs> job. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So I, I, I realized that at least, I mean, early on that sales was not my thing but i wanted to understand the the strategy behind getting the product to the customer um that was in, that was important to me how do you get the customer to actually buy a product and i realized later on that that was actually what marketing was about there was a lot of thinking a lot of um a lot of consideration a lot of strategic thinking behind getting a product from the manufacturer down to the end, end user and that was how I started my interest in marketing and then of course after that that, that job in sales i got another job as a, as a marketing analyst in a company in lagos and before i knew it i was getting more interested in marketing i was understanding some little bit um, pieces of marketing and then i got my third job um where i stayed in 2010 where i stayed for about 10 years um and my first job at the time was an e it, it was called an e-zone executive. My job it was somewhat of a sales job, but it was not customer-facing. It was not the street kind. Um, but it was more like sit behind your computer, use the internet, use social media, use all the tools um, that the internet provides, all the tactics that the internet provides in order to get people to buy um, the service. And that was how I started. I was using social media. I was using online. I didn't. It wasn't even called digital marketing that much at the time. Oh. It was mostly in fact, my role, like I said, was E-Zone Executive, um, and then that was how I started. And then in 2011, I stumbled on this course um, by the CIM in the UK, that's the Chartered Institute of Marketing in the UK. Um, and the course was, they were, just, they were just launching into Africa at the time, and it was a diploma in digital marketing, and I just decided I was going to take that course. I think i was one of the first few people who took the course in in nigeria and i think in africa at the time Fantastic. and i took the course i enjoyed it there were, there were yes. different areas of the program it was really good um and that opened my eyes to the possibilities of what digital marketing can do and um, then of course that was how i that was that was my first, and that was the first time i would actually say that i i became a marketing person because. That was the first time I was doing something marketing related, although it was mainly focused on digital marketing and yeah, so that was how I started and all through the years, I rose through the rank in that organization so I became the head of the business um on the in that company. I was also um instrumental to the to the founding and the um getting to the running of the agency sister company to simon page college of marketing um I was, I, I, I was instrumental to getting that business off the ground. The business is called Third Floor Digital today, um, and I was part of the people that helped to get things, get things started, and it was a very good experience for me um, and an opportunity for me to actually practice digital marketing on a larger scale. You know, before I was doing it for a service organization, yeah. but this time around, it was an opportunity for me to practice it on a larger scale. Working with different brands, different industry, in different industries, um, from FMCG to banking to insurance and um, and even um, hospitality and, and, and uh, tourism and it was really good. it was a very it was, a, it was a big opportunity for me to learn more outside of what I was used to at the time and um, from then I mean that's basically what my background has looked like. I've given you a big summary. Yeah. I spent 10 years. Because it's a, co- it's a sister company to my company that I was working with at the time. So I was, I got to the point where I was now responsible for both organizations, both wow. the first company I was working with, which is my Page College of Marketing. And then I was also responsible for the agency, which is Third, third Floor Digital. Um, and then I spent, cumulatively, I spent 10 years there. And then in 2020, 20 years, last year, I moved from there to the company where I'm working currently. Fantastic.
0: That's a great uh, background uh, that you've given us in short, you've even taken care of some the next question I wanted to even ask you as per how you're able to move on to this point that you are now. Great, uh, well done on your career growth said what? so far. I said well done on your career growth as in you've tailored Thanks. it out so far. Over ten years of at Simon Page and third floor. That's fantastic. So in all these your years of your career, now, what career mistake has given you the biggest lesson? If you've had such a mistake?
2: Um, career mistake. Mm. It would be that I um I got at some point I think I got comfortable. Um yeah. um so there was a time in my life or in my career that I was working really hard and was doing a lot of things happening at the same time I was busy and you know but I think there was a there was a there was there was a time when um I got used to it I rose through the ranks and it just felt you know everything became second second nature to me yeah. and uh, Although I tried to find other things to get me going to bring some more challenge, I think that um I stayed on at that spot for too long um for longer than I should have um i should have found other things to do i should have considered other opportunities outside of where i was um i realized that in the, in, in in that space of 10 years i stayed in the same pro- in the same spot although it wasn't like i was not moving but i was um i was reaching for opportunities that were immediate that were you know around me i was creating opportunities that were around me without okay. me having to actually move outside of my comfort zone um, no and i think it. that was that is a mistake looking back now yes i was i was just i wasn't moving i was stretching yes i I mean i I wouldn't say those things the things that i was able to do it came easily they didn't but i wasn't i was stretching not moving so i was stretching to okay because it's a new thing so for example i was in the same company and then i started working with the agency so um, i'm still like i didn't just move away from the company i was still in the same place but i was stretching and then eventually i was in the same company and i started lecturing marketing and it was still the same company but i was stretching to do something else um so i think i think that that was a mistake i made because at that time my career well i just launched and my career was um start i just started and it was i mean if you look at the uh, spectrum of one's career i would say that i was in my early early career days and i think that's the best time to no, that's the best time to try your hands on several things. That's the best time to move out and reach out to different industries sectors until you find what sticks if you know yeah. what I mean. so yeah. I think that's the mistake I made, and looking back, I wish I'd done it differently. yeah,
1: okay yeah, that's great.
0: you know sometimes when you when you come across people who tell you they spent twenty years in a particular company, sometimes it makes you wonder, was it that great or just i think i think after a while once you just people people tend to i don't know how to call it they get scared of going out somewhere else and trying out Mm -hmm. new things Uh, they get too comfortable and everything around them is so easy they just decide to just stay there And before you know 20 years is gone so that's how it does happen
1: Yeah. yeah
0: but good thing you've moved and uh at least you learned a lot of things in that place and uh like you said it was a launchpad for your career yeah,
1: it did. yes
0: so like you said you mentioned earlier on how do you avoid being complacent in your role like you said earlier on that you got to a point you felt you were not you are just in the same space even if you were while you were growing in the company so how do you get how do you master that to get, avoid being complacent in your
1: role um okay
2: so the truth was um at the end Stay like I said, this is the feeling of not moving, didn't happen all throughout my stay in that company. There were times when, for example, when I started in 2010, I had, I had practically little or no experience in marketing, I didn't know much about marketing, I didn't know much about leading any business. But I started in 2010 with this company and I became somebody responsible for managing over um, 20 people, um, and then I was also responsible for providing oversight for companies sorry for the for the company uh, sorry for workers in the company outside nigeria because the business had operations in has operations in ghana and kenya and so i was also i had the experience of, of learning to manage people across borders um, so i would say that it was at the beginning i mean the first six to seven years of my stay in that company i w- there were lots of things that i was doing and for me to have been able to, be, to become what I became there, it required me to learn. So in 2012, when I first became the manager, um, I, I, I remember that I, I, saw, I saw that it was my first time in a managerial role. And I had no experience whatsoever. I don't have any training with management. And I knew that I needed to do something about that. I had done some um, training in digital marketing and marketing. I have some idea about what my marketing was about. But this time around, this required me managing people. And that's something that I didn't know much about. So what I did was I decided to go for um, a, a leadership training, a management and leadership training. Um, my church at the time, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I I went there and I took the course. Yes, exactly. I paid for it uh, myself because I understood that I had that, that skill was lacking for me and I needed to feel that skill. I didn't need my company to send me on a training, although eventually the business paid for for that training, but I realized that it was something I needed to do for myself if I wanted to do better at it and then of course, as the years went by, I took my, I trained myself on a lot of things. I read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts, watched videos um, in order to keep me going and in order to, so that I don't remain complacent like you are asking, I also try to keep my my hand on the pause of what is going on in the industry to see what my counterparts like my, my, my counterparts outside of my company are doing? What are they doing? What is happening? What is trending? What is the new tool that is being used? What is the new concept that is being you know developed? Um, how is it helping? How is the landscape changing? Because I realized I needed to remain relevant. I, that relevance for me was, was my focus. Wherever I, I found myself, I don't want to remain at the same stage I was the day before. So that kept me on my toes and i also surrounded myself with people who were also um um very eager to learn and that helped me too because i know that as they are chasing me i also need to keep moving so that they don't yeah. surpass me i mean that's yeah, what yeah. that wants to do of course you want to get people together You who you want people to be able to know stuff and do stuff yeah. um but at the same time you don't want to remain irrelevant um yeah. that's not what you want to do you want to continue to remain relevant so I started learning because I surrounded myself with people who were always working hard, who were always a step ahead, who were always trying to be to be better. And I was also lucky enough to have a boss who also, you know, gave me free reigns, did not restrict me whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, he was someone that that, that he's someone that I look up to a lot because, um, he did not, you know, there's sometimes when you find some bosses that. They're your boss but they also want to keep you they don't want you to know more than more than them yeah they yeah, want yeah. to keep you at a certain level without you moving forward yeah. yeah, that that wasn't the case with my boss um in this company he, he did not in any way restrict my movement he did not in any way make me feel like i need to stay one step behind in fact he encouraged me in fact there was a day he said to me that I have to build I have to learn more so that I can be a step ahead of you because he knows that I'm always chasing him no. um i i found in him a mentor uh, and that helped me because i realized that as, as he's going forward as he's pushing his own career boundaries i'm also chasing after that not because our dreams are, are, are the same but because i found someone that i can look up to and someone that is more like a mentor than really a boss so that helped me Helped me a lot and um, that was how come how that, that that's how come i was able to um identify when i was becoming comfortable and when it became uncomfortable for me to be comfortable, if you know yeah, what I mean, I I I, I, did, I I didn't want, to. yeah. So I, I didn't want to because it just felt like okay. So what has been new? What what new what new thing have I done lately? What is the new thing that I have achieved? Okay, so this is where I am in my career. Is that where I should be? Could there is there more that I can achieve? You know, and and that has helped me. So yeah, I think keeping my knowing what my counterparts are, are doing working with surrounding myself with people who um, are also eager to learn and eager to push their career forward and develop themselves and also being supported by a mentor and a boss that you know encouraged me to do more and that helped me to push forward so that was how come I was able to you know avoid being complacent if- that's yeah. your question
0: yeah i understand so it's key as in like you mentioned having a mentor which luckily enough for you was also your boss so you have like two combined two rules or two yeah. people combined in one yeah. which is fantastic it's not it doesn't happen often but yeah. it's a great experience for you and i'm sure that, it doesn't yeah it doesn't, it doesn't happen i think
2: i think i came to realize now in the new company that i am that it doesn't always happen it doesn't always happen yes, um my my current company is good. My boss here is good, you know. But there's a very big difference uh, knowing that there's someone who would support you, who would do everything to make sure that you learn. Especially after you have, you know, this didn't just happen overnight. I, I I had some time. I had to spend some time to demonstrate to him that I am willing to learn, that I'm willing wow. to go over and beyond the call of duty, that I'm willing, that I want to do better. I want to be better. And and I think you know, like. You know, I'm I'm from this western part of, of Nigeria, yeah. and there's this adage I would not say it in the in the dialect, but there's this adage that says that a child who wants to be carried will raise his arm, um, kind yeah. of like a child yes. wants to be carried will raise his arm. Um, yeah, yeah. yes. um, you know, and that's exactly what I I demonstrated that I was ready to learn and I was eager to learn and I was you know willing to make sacrifices to learn, and that helped me, and so that, that's that's. Um attitude or that behavior helped me to you know to find would i say favor um with my oh, boss man. and he was always there and always ready to help me too so that alone i think is a, is a very significant boost for me in my my career so far
0: yeah that's great i mean and of course secondly. Surround yourself with smart people. If possible, smarter people than yourself so that you can learn from them and as well grow as well. Because it's always important. If you are, if you are always the smart, if you are always the smartest person in the room, it's not always good. So that's why I like, I like telling people as well. It's good to learn from people as well, not just stay. And you know, one thing I've, I've seen, I've learned in my career is that once you start getting a bit too comfortable, hmm, hm, just know that it's a sign that you need to move. Uh, it now depends on you whether to answer that call to move or just remain where you are and uh, stay there till whenever, whether till retirement or whatever you now finally move on to the next place so good that's fantastic we're well, moving along fine yeah so now what is the biggest risk you've ever taken in your career uh
2: <laughs> i would say okay right now up to date yeah. the ri- biggest risk that i've taken is the risk to move from my my previous company to where i am now yeah it was a risk
1: yeah, i understand and, but you were comfortable not, there.
2: like you would, like i said before i was comfortable yeah. um and, and I was in a place where, you know, there was, there's a sense of job security where I was. I mean, yeah. having worked somewhere for 10 years, um, and you know that you have a very strong, um, ah, more ridiculous. than like, employee, employer um, relationship with, you know, the founder of the business and all of that, you know, there's a level of security you get just, you know, being in that place. Yeah. And I was leaving that for the com- completely, for the unknown. That's number one. I was also moving from a role that started from marketing to business management to strategic thinking or strategy development to even some level of HR and people management, you know, or capital management. Uh, I was moving from, you know, doing a lot of everything to going into a role that is solely focused on marketing. Yeah.
1: Fine, what what yeah. I, mean. so
2: I was that was I, I was so this time around I was now you know developing some depth in marketing yeah. I've done marketing before I, I lecture marketing I lecture digital marketing I lecture marketing as well um I I also practice marketing on the on the agency leg as well as on the business like that's on the you know the, the Simon Page College of Marketing which is a college of marketing in itself so yeah. you would you, you could say that I have you know but, but then that was the only thing I was doing so I was managing people who were doing it and i was also managing people who were doing other things so my role was very um strategic my role was very um broad if you you know kind of like a ceo coo kind of role that you know focus on people who are doing stuff but this time around i was now moving into a role that is solely focused on marketing because of me i was a little bit excited about the idea because i've always been looking forward to you know doing something really um focused, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just have your head in everywhere.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I where I, I don't have to worry about the 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 direction of an organization or two organizations. So
1: yeah, just on your I,
2: I role. Forward just on my role alone. So I was looking forward to that, but I was also scared, you know, because it was risky for me. I'd not done so only marketing before. That's yeah. number one. Then number two that's number two. Then number three is that I also was moving to a, a in in the hierarchy or the organizational chart or the company hierarchy i was moving into a lower role if you understand Yeah, what I, understand. I mean i, understand I was moving saying. from being the head or the director or country director of, a, of two businesses yeah. to one company where i am just the head of marketing yeah so if you look at it on a scale of um on on the on scale of where in terms of level within the organization i was moving into a lower level yeah. and those things were really scary <laughs> they were really scary i must be i must be honest it was it was it was it, it's one of it still remains the one, one of the scariest and the riskiest move i have made in my career it could go it could have gone really really badly Bad, Yeah. all right so yeah but i i just realized that i needed to something to move away from my comfort zone i needed to do something something drastic, something different. And yeah. I told myself that I if if I don't do it then I won't know. If I don't yeah, try exactly. it, then I won't know. So in spite of my fears, in spite of my um, worries, uh in spite of people asking me why I'm doing that, you know, when people heard that I was leaving that company were like, why? In fact some <laughs> people still think I am still there right yeah. now. You know, <laughs> they don't know that I have left. No. But they still think that I am still there. So it it was one of the, that's one of the scariest, it was the riskiest move I've made in my career.
0: But in all, it's been, so far it's been well worth it.
2: Yeah, um, it's been worth it to a a large extent. Um, My first few months there was a little bit rocky. Of course, I expected that it was going to be, um, but it was rocky. And of course, for me, I made up my mind I wasn't going to give up. Um, I could have given up and, and, you know, went back to my previous company. I mean, I, I would be welcome with open arms, you know, but I made up my mind that I was going to stick through. I was going to do whatever it is I needed to do, you know. I saw this as an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to develop, and um, the first few months, first three to five months was was tough for me, but later on, I mean, in the, in the last couple of months, it's been better. Things have... You kind of like stabilized a little bit um, there's still a lot to learn because i was going into, into a, i moved into a completely different industry i moved into tech so yeah. and i and, you know it's a it's a different industry a different role <laughs> um, a different level in the company it's everything was just different and i made up my mind that i was going to do whatever i think whatever it took for me to do to 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 own that role and make some difference and and make some impact and that's what i'm doing right now and things have gotten better than it was before i'm not there yet i'm not completely out of the woods um yeah. but i i know that you know things are much much better and looks you know there's a lot of light at the end of this tunnel yeah so
0: yeah. that's fantastic it's always the case whenever you move to a new place you need to build that yeah. reputation make that impact again and otherwise you see some people they are afraid to go through all that. Will I, call it yeah. stress? Stress? will I call it stress, stress, <laughs> some people will just be like, I'm known here and I beg let me just stay here and maintain this place. But still, like we've said earlier on, like you've said earlier on, it's always good to go on and try out new things because I'm sure where you are right now you've learned a lot of things that you would not have learned if you had remained oh, yes. at your previous yes. role. Uh, so yeah. now, in, in we know that, yes, Lagos, where you are at, is the, should I call tech tech uh, head, headquarters or tech center of Nigeria. Headquarters <laughs> of Nigeria. <laughs> of Nigeria. <laughs> tech headquarters yeah. of Nigeria. That's in, yes, everything tech is coming through Lagos and everything. And that's why that's one of the best uh, things for when you are living in Lagos and you are in that industry and you're working as well. But the good thing is that yeah. tech is now remote. Yeah. So wherever you are, you can be doing a tech job in Lagos and be in Zamfara and be doing it through internet exactly. and all that.
2: Exactly. So the opportunities are immense now.
0: Yeah, so you the don't no, are,
2: are yeah,
0: you don't always need to be in Lagos anymore. So that's a good thing about uh, the tech industry right now. So you are, uh, you are. I would, in my own opinion, you are a digital marketing expert, and uh, in your career and expertise and so far, what would you say? is the biggest challenge for digital market for the digital marketing industry in nigeria
2: um the biggest challenge first of all let me correct that i am not an expert i believe that digital marketing <laughs> revolves every single day, yes. and so i will not consider myself to be an expert um okay. yes i know i know a lot about digital marketing more than most yeah. and i am learning about it every single day there's a lot to learn there's still there's always something to learn every day an expert yeah. you say knows, you know, knows everything uh, well not really yeah. not an so
0: expert doesn't know everything because why <laughs> why i would say that is because whether you are an expert in a particular industry as far as is it is tech industry Something uh, innovation, yeah. something always comes up every day that Google is coming up with a new AI tracking module or this that person is co- So even if somebody calls you an expert, it doesn't mean that you know everything. Uh, for me, expertise, expertise in, tech, in the tech industry is somebody who has, who has years of experience and is also willing to keep learning and following the trend and new things that come out. That for me is what I'll define as an expert. All
2: right. If you put it that way, then yeah. maybe I would. I would. You know. You
0: know. You, you, you know. Digital marketing yeah. is. Digital marketing is broad. You have SEO. You have email marketing. This you is. have PPC. You have.
1: There's a lot so, under digital marketing. Uh-huh, so exactly. Okay. A lot, a lot. okay. Now let me let uh, narrow it down. Marketing. Now.
0: So if we were to say, okay, which part of digital marketing would you re- re- say that you are and are an expert in? If you were to be fair um, with yourself now, it's okay. you want to choose one or okay. two. Parts. I
2: am. I am biased to strategy development, digital strategy, okay. and strategy requires you to know a lot about, know a little bit about every aspect of the digital marketing. I think. Okay. Um, because you need to know enough to be able to uh, develop a strategy to include those areas in your strategy. So, yeah. um, my, 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 my. my to use your word, my expertise mm. is in digital strategy. Fantastic. Um, that's where I I pick my sense.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, I know. I know that part own, requires more um, of
0: management um, skills, which you have.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, management, yes. Yes. And also knowing, um, like I said, knowing little bits and pieces of every, every other area.
1: Part. Yes.
2: Of digital marketing, yes, because you need to know about them. You need to know what they can do. You need to yeah. know how they feel how yeah. those pieces fit in together um, yeah. and what they can do for your objectives. So, yeah, um, my, my, my main uh, focus or my main expertise is in, in digital strategy or strategy okay. development. Okay.
0: So now back to the question, what would you say is the biggest challenge for this digital marketing industry in Nigeria? Aside the in obvious. yeah. Um, <laughs> the
2: biggest challenge. Yes. Uh, uh, I would say, it's difficult to see whether one is bigger than the other. But okay, so mention
0: just mention... Okay, uh, fine. Fantastic. Just mention three or so.
2: Okay. All right. Um, one, of the, one of the top challenges uh, would be data. Um, okay. I think that in Nigeria, the data is not just there. Or we, okay. we don't have the culture of keeping or mining data. Um, okay. Because data has a way of helping us to know exactly what we should be doing. Okay. The digital marketing tools are a lot. And some of them are not exactly cheap, especially you know because it looks like digital marketing is free. you can you are the on the internet for free. Some people think that that's what's what digital marketing is about. Yeah. But when you come down to it, the time you will spend on on setting channels, um the development of um of uh, you know content for those channels, promoting those content, all of these things don't exactly come cheap. Yeah. so it is this it's a, this, I, this thing where we do trial and error. All of that can be eliminated if we have data that we can analyze and yeah. data that we can use to say, okay, based on data. So it takes time to collect this data, number one. That's even if you are aware of the need to use data and you are using it. It yeah. takes some time. You have to, you cannot just start a, a new role and most of the time, I mean, right now, one of my biggest challenges is getting data that I can, you know, use to benchmark on different um. You know campaigns and use that one to measure return on investment or whether the campaign is working or not. Most of the most of the data that you would find are usually foreign data, data of you know places outside of Nigeria. And the problem with that is Nigerians are peculiar. The people, the way the internet is there for everybody to use, but the way and manner we use the internet differs um, based on social cultural differences and different in different countries, a different area. So that issue of being ha- that ha- having data available is a major, major problem. Um, wow. That's number one. Number two is um, the understanding. So, so the under- I think that the digital marketing skill um, is, we don't have enough digital marketing skill. Okay. Um, and I think that we have gotten to the point where most of the time, marketing people report to a marketing manager most of the time right and we are in a situation where the marketing manager probably does not understand digital marketing that much yeah and so when ideas are being pitched you know the understanding is different there's an uphill task of having to convince your manager about the best way to approach something that's even if if you know it and then there's also the situation where you have people who just have social, uh, social media accounts? They, they are they're on LinkedIn. Maybe they're quite vocal on LinkedIn and on Twitter, and they position themselves as a digital marketing expert. Yeah, and it, that's why I, I don't like being called an expert. That's expert. Because, yeah, like, I, I understand where you are coming from. I've been be abused because you have people. They've been abused a lot, and you have people who you know. So you, you, are, you are you are you are you have a certain number of following on Instagram or yeah. Twitter, and you consider yourself to be a digital marketing expert just because of that yeah. and that, that is not what it is because that's just you being an influencer there's a very yeah, big yeah. difference a, oh, or yeah. even a micro influencer so i think that's one of the challenges that we are having um that's the, the the skill set understanding digital marketing skill set there's a lot of gap there and we need to fill that gap with people. Who take courses who take some trainings, and there are lots of trainings online now about digital marketing um so understanding that um and learning more about it especially for people who are leaders of marketing or sales or even ceos need to understand it if you are in a small company you are leading a small company and maybe the market the digital marketing person reports to the ceo the ceo needs to get some understanding of digital marketing yeah, in order to yeah. be able to make decisions because if a digital marketing person says, I need this amount of money to do this, this is our challenge, let us try this, um, then under- the, the CEO or the person the person or the leader uh, understands what digital marketing can do, then they'll, they'll better get support and no. they'll be able to deliver better results than when the the person is not interested and then oh and then you are trying to push and to say, let's try this let's try that we can do this we can do that and then you know you're getting pushbacks that's one of the uh, the second one and then the third one is lack of the call co- lack of call co- like lack, lack of um lack of the culture of measurement um uh. and i think that's where the issue is um and i think it's not just for market it's not just for digital marketing even for marketing as a at large yeah. um being able to measure is a challenge and um, measurement is very key um measurement is what you can use to prove that that idea that you floated, that you suggested is working um and how to measure also matters because some people will just say digital marketing people um they, they claim they can measure, but the problem with that, is that they don't measure in business terms so yeah. you come back and you say oh we ran the campaign and we have Five million impressions. Okay,
0: what does that do? And okay. so, as somebody is, will ask, yeah, what does the impression is, so, do to the bottom
1: line?
2: Exactly, you yeah. know. So, so we might be, we might get excited at the possibility that oh, we got five million impressions for just this, you know, small amount of money. But the question is, what does that do? We, you need to look at the person that you are talking to. Um, so yeah. that understanding and what the, what what drives the business? what is the business trying to achieve, and how can you use that you know how how can you take that into consideration when you are reporting on your own measurement or on yeah. metrics? that's one of the challenges that we're having yeah
0: yeah but but you know most times this measurement issue is something that always comes up in the company, especially between sales and marketing uh, if you find yourself in a company where yeah. you know most companies sales and marketing are't really. Uh, might be on good terms, well, <laughs> exactly. But when, when push comes, when push comes to shove. <laughs> Everybody goes to their own tent, you see marketing saying that sales are not doing well enough to come back to them to tell them this and that, they're not doing enough volume, sales will come back and say marketing, they're just setting up campaigns that that only comes up with, uh, should I say fantasy, fantasy goals, (laughs) uh, measurement, uh, (laughs) outreach. top of mind awareness and people are like, yeah. what does that do to to the volume or to the bottom line? So I think basically exactly. it's just- What does that do? Yeah, what does that do? So I think marketing will have to, uh, I know I'm digressing a bit here, but I say marketing has to convince sales to know, and sales need to have an open ear as well to understand that, okay, once- impressions, awareness and all these things have been improved upon, then definitely people will go and make purchase. Now this is part of the what do you call it? Buying journey bias. cycle cycle. Uh, consumer buying cycle or journey or what, yes, I'm forgetting that term. Journey. Yes the yeah. buyer's journey. So uh, it's yeah, just yeah, it's just to come up with our understanding because most times when you hear the objectives of marketing, if you are in sales, you will be like ah man this thing is not this is not going to be impactful. But uh, like you said, <laughs> I understand and then when you now come to digital marketing on its own, it's also if you are trying to explain the goal of a particular campaign to somebody of course who is in marketing and is in traditional marketing, uh doesn't really understand digital marketing, he will struggle to see the value of what you are trying to say. Because, you know, there's this uh, mentality, or should I say, wrong concept, that not a lot, uh, thankfully, people are coming out of it now. Some people just believe that uh, once you mention digital marketing, first thing that comes to their mind is social media. I'm talking about in Nigeria, yeah, social I'm media. not talking about the world, yes. So, yeah. so there, are, there's a good number of people that don't understand that social media is just a section of uh, digital marketing. So that's also something, yeah, or a subset. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to even call it. And
1: it's part of it.
0: Yes, a yeah. very, a very small part of it. As in, of course, it's impactful right now in the world, but it's a very. In your own opinion uh what would you say how how would you say the digital marketing industry has changed in the past five years
2: um, i i would say that a lot has gone in the last five years i would say that um there is not more adoption of digital marketing as a as part of the go-to-market strategy um or or promotion of most businesses uh before it was um it was a question of should we is it necessary our, our customers there, but right now that that question those doesn't even come up any any longer. So um, yes, that's one of the changes that I have observed. Um, I would also say that um, there is now more skills um, and there is now more more um, focus on data more than there was five years ago. Although it's something that we could still do better at um, um, understanding of how digital marketing works, um, the skill or the understanding or the competency has improved um, uh, much better than it was five years ago. Um, And I also think that the fact that we now have the culture of remote work and the possibilities, the remote work has made the possibilities endless. So it has thrown open the access to um, to people who can do stuff, and uh, to people who can do things, uh, and so it has thrown access to it has thrown open the access to skills development as well as opportunity to improve. So, for example, earlier today you and I were discussing how it's possible for you to work for people outside of the country, outside of Nigeria, um, and uh, you know get jobs from different. Um, uh outsourcing platforms um and that itself has created a bigger competition but that also meant that people need to learn more and there's now there's now an uh, an improvement in the quality of digital marketing skills that we have locally uh it's just that you know while there's that improvement there's also the challenge of people who just have a loud voice and just (laughs) saying that oh i'm a digital marketing expert so yeah yeah
0: you know you know we live in the time yeah, you know, we live in a time this where people just feel that uh, he who has the loudest voice gets heard. So.
1: Loudest voice. <laughs> yeah, gets, so, yes. so, that so that's why you so see good. a lot of so. people.
0: <laughs> okay, so what will you what, what be your predictions for this industry in the next five to ten years? And what do you feel from now, uh, from what currently is happening right now?
2: I think that um, digital marketing skill yes. um, skill set will become will be taken for granted, especially if you work in marketing. Yeah. Um, it will be there will no there will be no need for anybody to ask marketing manager if you if he or she knows the digital marketing. That won't be necessary because it will be taken for granted that he or she should have it. Okay. Um, and so the skill or the understanding of digital marketing in itself. Um, would will will not be there. It will just be marketing as a whole.
1: Um,
2: okay. If you're not okay so, I mean. so, so I understand why you're trying to say it. It become a earlier, part yeah, of... Where my
1: expertise...
2: Yes. yes, it will be a part of it. Yeah. You asked me earlier where expertise lie and I was telling you tracking, right? Um, so the idea would be that there will not be need for, oh, I'm a digital marketing strategist. No, it will not be, I'm a marketing strategist. Because before you can do marketing, there will be this expectation that you need to know that digital to be a part of it. Like, yeah. it to it, it be taken for granted. It will be, like, it's normal. It's not going to be a special... So there will not be digital marketing managers like um, we currently have. You yeah. have a, a marketing manager, and then you have people who do different things, you know, in marketing, including things like SEO, email marketing. It will be a part of marketing and not separated, like digital marketing is being separated right at now. the moment.
1: Yeah. That's what will happen. And yeah. That's, that, that's good. There will
2: also be... an Yes, there will also be an increase in, in the um, demand for digital content creation. Um, so there'll be a, a very you know, big increase uh, because the more people will have adopted the digital marketing, uh, but the thing is when it comes to digital content creation, it is a skill that, that requires training as well as flair so for example you you know somebody that does graphic designing some people cannot draw draw a thing to save their life you know yeah. and yeah. just imagine someone like that, um having to develop um graphic designing you know um skill so i think there will be a higher demand for digital content creation so graphic designing video production content development um you know, so that's the developing the content in itself, not no. the strategy behind it. So the strategy behind content, so what so, so we say, I mean, content development, content strategies, the, yeah. the content strategies might be developing the content themselves. They just know what kind of content, you know, what to look out for. All right. Yeah. That's not what I'm t- talking about. I'm talking about the people that would write, the writers, yeah. right? The people that would develop the content meant for digital space, yeah. copywriters, um content developers um but, video product video anim- animators those kind yeah. of people yeah that's so there'll be a very high demand for a higher because it's, it's i mean the demand for those people are on the rise now but it it's not become higher than it currently is
0: especially for video content or video marketing i think that's where yes especially but, for video. yeah a lot of people now don't want to even read Text, read all those things. You just want to watch a video. Just, I think, I think we take. I move. On. I think we take the human attention span is reducing drastically, uh, with all these social media, internet, and everything. The yes. you can't because with video you can just look at it and. Uh, come in come out but you know when you want to read you really need to focus like, to read the text to really understand the story you focus, yes. yeah you can't go in come out go in come out popping in and out pop in, and out, pop in then
2: and then out. another change yeah okay and then another ch- another um thing that i foresee is the increase in demand for um a, a marketing automation specialist um yeah. the different names those people are called So yeah. uh, they're called sometimes they're called marketing operations uh, specialists or marketing automation specialists or you know marketing data analyst or something like that or so marketing analyst yeah. but the thing is that role the role because there's a lot of tool now like marketing now has is, there, was a, there was a particular video or uh, sorry a, a, a podcast I listened to of one CMO i there from the company now and she was talking about the amount of of marketing tool stack that they have like no. when i saw the list there was over 30 different tools that they're oh. using
1: yeah.
2: and the thing about these tools or this tool stack as some people call it is that you need somebody to integrate all of these tools together in order to develop or generate marketing data yeah. and the person needs to understand that no know, know to that that automation side of how to automate the marketing operations overall so in a marketing team you might have the content strategist you might have the customer marketer you might have the product marketing specialist you might different types of sub within the marketing department but they they all use different types of tools and different and several tools they need somebody to aggregate or integrate all of those tools and ensure that data is is speaking to the other and get some insights by analyzing the data that these tools generate there is a role for that and that that role is, you know different people call it different names it could be marketing operations person it could be um um marketing they, they call it um they call them marketing automation specialist or, ma- or marketing data analyst or marketing analyst they're different names so oh. I, I don't know but that's just that's that function or that sub function is what i am referring to there will be an increase for that because as different Um, tools are hitting the market different needs for those tools there's there's a remote work there's a need to ensure efficiency so all of these tools are being used to do that and in order to get these tools generate data this data needs to be analyzed for insights and the insight needs to be reported on so there's that role or that function also be on the rise
0: that's fantastic that's great uh uh, one thing is sure is clear, and it's going to be a f- is a fact that uh, digital marketing is here to stay, and is an integral part of all businesses oh, yeah. right now all over the world. I don't think uh, the They're business, whether you are a small <laughs> business owner, uh, big large corporations, it can't do without it right now, and uh, definitely it's going to be more more impo- imperative for businesses as well. So uh what has helped you to get to where you are and what advice we have for others who want to to your the same career path with you as in I'm definitely i'm sure yeah. someone in the audience that's listening to this will be wow and say, wow i'd like to do what this woman has done so far so what, what 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 first of all what would you say has helped you to get here and how what advice would you have for such people that want to follow this kind of path in their career as well
2: Um, okay, I would. what has helped me to get here is it's um, not one thing, It's several things. And honestly, it's not like I have a, uh, how do I put it, a clear, oh, do this, do this, and you'll get there. But I will just, you know, mention some of the things that I've been able to do that I think um, has contributed to helping me to get to where I am today. Um, and I believe that those things will also get me to where I want to be. Wow. Um, number one is to be willing to go over and beyond um working hard uh honestly that is is not um something to ignore in all of this because there are times we live in a world where a lot of people just want to do the minimum and collect their paycheck at the end of the month and then go home but there is a need to um when you're working hard it's not it's not just working hard for the sake of working hard or working hard just to be seen to be working hard it is working hard to achieve the goals that your company where you work currently no matter how maybe you might consider that oh that job is not something you currently want to do it's not something that you want to do right now you you prefer to be doing something else but the truth is that where you are that's the only place you can develop that's the only place you can get more skill that's the only place that is no matter how small paying your bills so you need to understand the need for that organization and see how you can contribute to the organization's goals by putting your your all your best putting your best into it if i did not have that mindset if my uh, you know the company where i spent 10 years i wasn't interested in its progress or i didn't want it to become one of you know, to become what it is today um, i don't think that i would have remained there for that long and and, and and i don't think i would have been i would have grown as much as i have by virtue of you know being mentored by my boss at the time it, there was no question while I was working there as to where my loyalties lie. There was no question. I've also, I also need to talk about having the right values and principles. Um, you cannot cut corners and expect to be taken seriously. It, cutting corners in form of not doing your, your job the like way you're supposed to do it, or cutting corners in the sense of, oh, you, you are trying to, you, are, you know, your fraudulent activities within your organization. Things that questions conflict, you know, that conflicts with your interests, and that of the organization it, it, it is i mean to call it what it is you cannot steal from your company and expect to make progress no. I just have to put it that way um you need to we need to get to a point where we know that if we don't take something that doesn't belong to us it means that we are sowing a seed that will that we would you know that we will reap from in the future um where I was oh um where I spent 10 10 years, my, my, my boss at the time knows that there was no time I took one dime of the business. And there were times when millions and millions of my, of Naira went through my hands just by managing the business, but not once did I take a dime. And that helped because even after I've left the company, I still have a very good relationship with my former boss. Oh, nice and girl. that is very important. That's that's, that's number two. Um, Number three is also treating people fairly. Let it not be questioned, because as time goes on, you get to a point where you're managing people, and you are um, you are responsible for people. You cannot be seen to be giving to be having favorites and to be having double standards. What applies to A doesn't apply to B. Um, you need to be. While it is good to develop, to it's good to be um, to be firm, to be assertive. That is important because you cannot. You cannot manage people without some level, I mean, a very good level of assertiveness. But there's also the part of being fair and when you're making judgments, when you're taking decisions, even disciplinary decisions, all right, treating people fairly, treating people with respect, even though you manage them or they report to you, treating them with respect. Let me give you a, a, a bit um, uh, of context. So my current job at the moment, um, the person who recommended me for the job was somebody that, that was my subordinate in my previous organization. Now, imagine if I treated that person poorly. If I had treated her in a way that, you know, um, she, 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 she felt relieved not working with me anymore. And then she had the opportunity. And don't, don't forget that the company, that she, the role she recommended me for was a senior role. That is a role that is senior to where she was. So it's not like so she was inadvertently treating her boss. Now, if because I mean she's going to be reporting to me, or yeah. she's currently reporting to me now. Yeah. So if I had treated her poorly, if I wasn't, um, if I had done something that were, was seen to be wrong, I don't think she would recommend me for that job. Exactly. So the truth is, you don't know where you're going to meet people. If you meet people every day, The industry can turn out to be really, really small and you don't know where where you will need them tomorrow. So treat people the right way. Treat people with respect, um, have the right principles, you know, uphold the right values, work hard and always know, always develop yourself. Always know when you're getting complacent, when you're getting comfortable and push yourself to do more. Um, and always be clear in your mind what your goals are. Because for me, I was clear in my mind what my goal is. And my goal is to remain relevant in any corporate organization that I find myself. The moment I start realizing that I am no longer relevant, either I do something about it by developing myself or I find a place where I can contribute some level of relevance. That is very, very important. And I think that's what we should keep in mind. You remember that in all of this, I never mentioned money money is important and i uh, but i've come to realize that people who are just graduating from school they're so um blinded me. i want to end this amount of money i want to do that but what we don't realize is that money flows in the direction of value yeah so if you don't develop yourself if you don't develop yourself such that you have a lot of value to give then money will you just be chasing after that money bag and you won't get it so it is important for you to keep that at the back of your mind that money flows in the direction of value, so there's some value that is expensive to even get. I mean some trainings is expensive to get. so but you start from the one the lowest hanging fruit like I was like I gave it in my background, I started from the lowest hanging fruit, the one that was within my reach, and as I was going i was I was reaching to bigger ones and bigger uh, fishes and bigger um trainings, and that has led me to where I am today. so that's the I hope I've been able to answer
0: your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have. So that that's fantastic. It's always good to put value before before monetary uh shall like, I call it uh, profit or gain. Uh that's great, that's great. Yeah. Once you have that value and you put, put your build your personal brand, definitely money will follow suit once you are able to do that uh, sufficiently. Yes, yes. so. sufficiently. So Finally, what is the one piece of practical advice you would give to someone starting out, either in their career or in their business? Uh, somehow it's related to the last question, but I think uh, there's a defining line between yes, it is. the two. Yes, So this now is okay. like yeah. and for people who are just starting. All right, for people who are just starting
2: out, um, I would like I said the last beat, um of my of the last question is that you should focus on developing yourself, find if, even if it means you're working as an intern somewhere, just so that you can develop yourself, so that you can improve or increase your, your expertise, um, get some experience, put that at the at the forefront. Um, if you can, I'm not there are some people that, you know, you need to be able to pay bills, but but, no. you know, I understand that that is important you are doing that know that there's a limit to which you can go if you do not develop value if you are not able to give value and that is important so if you can make some sacrifices now by taking that qualification that extra qualification by accepting that internship job by you know trying your best to take classes at the end of the day even when you get back from work you're tired that time you spend on instagram and on on twitter you can use it to watch a video or some qualifications online on Coursera, on a, on a, on a, a Udemy, LinkedIn. different platforms, if you're on LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. The LinkedIn learners, there's LinkedIn Learning, yeah. right? If you can just just focus on those things for now and develop yourself, you would even you would know that you're getting better. That you're speaking the you know you start speaking one day and you realize that you're saying the right things. You are saying the you know you are speaking the industry lingua. You are you are making sense and that's because of the things that you have put in that you have that you have soaked in from those courses or those experience that experience that you have gathered i think that should be the that should be the focus for people who are just starting out not money money is important and i understand that but now is the time for you to develop yourself not when you are you are 10 years into your career and then you realize that, okay, there's, I, 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 that's, oh, I cannot go further than, than, than this point because there are things that I need to have learned and I need to have improved on that I have not been able to track. So it's important that you start that now. And now is the time to make those mistakes. Try your hands on, on, on as many things as you can. You remember that I said that one of the mistakes that I, I made was because I didn't move from where I was. I was stretching. I, and this is that I was lucky enough because of the, of my boss who gave me free hands to try out as many things as I really wanted or that, or that I had interest in. But there's also the part of you trying, you know, moving, moving. Move, if you had the opportunity to move from one industry to another, try it, to see which one sticks, to see which one, you know, you really would like to stay in. And while you are doing that, think about your future. Think about put five years, 10 years, 20 years into perspective while you are taking your decisions now. And there's no shortcut to success. That's no. true. So, maybe, you know, the, the time for social media has made it look like you see a 21-year-old who's driving a Ferrari and, you know, it, it feels like that is a norm.
0: But spot, this, it is, it, it does happen, <laughs> it, it does happen. happen. Yes. Yeah, it does happen, yeah. But the
2: truth is that it is, it, is not, it, is, it is not the norm, it's not normal. Yeah, yes, it's not normal, yes. There will be, yes. you know, different outliers, there will be people who will do things differently. There are, there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah, yeah there exceptions I agree. to the rule. But the, the truth is that if you keep focusing on that, then it means that you're focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. So, you know, take your mind off of those things and and put 10 years into perspective. Who do you want to be in the next 10 years? Who do you want to be in the next 10 years? Then how do you be that? How do you become that person? What are the things that you need to do to become that person? what course do you need to take and the truth is that the internet has allowed us access to people that we might think that oh i would like love to have this person to mentor me in fact there are people that are mentoring me right now that they don't know yeah and that's because i pick up their books and i read them i follow them on linkedin i follow them on twitter i look at the way they think i i, I process so when they pick a tweet i think deeper than the tweets that they have posted i, I try to understand The perspective that you know that must have led to date making that tweet i follow them on linkedin i read their articles i find their books and i pick them up and i read them that's because i want to understand the way they think if they're taking one qualification or the other i go and see how can i get if i get this qualification will you help me to get to where i want to get to these are the questions that i ask myself so the internet has made it possible for you to learn quickly uh, from people without even having direct access to To them them. that is if you don't have that that opportunity yeah but if you do if you do have the opportunity meet these people get to know them and it's not just only about oh what they can give you or they can help you get a job in this company or that company that's not what you should be approaching them for you should be approaching them just to get to know how they got to where they are not because of what you want to take from them yeah. that's my advice
0: to people who are just starting. Yeah, that's, that's a great piece of advice. As uh, When you're starting out in your career or business, you focus on the value. What value are you bringing or giving out to people? At least that's what yeah. will build you up and uh, take you to the place you want to go. It's been fantastic talking with you, Tommy, and uh, I hope uh, sooner or later yes, you will come so back again support. to join us on our podcast and, I hope uh, so. <laughs> and, help, us, and help us to move forward yeah. in the right direction as well. Uh, I know that you are doing well there in Lagos. Uh, We wish you, I know definitely the audience as well. I wish you all the best in your endeavors out there. And I know that uh, you'll definitely grow. Thank you very much. As well. Uh, All the best with your endeavors and everything. Thank you.
2: Uh, All right. Thank you so much, Simon. I really had a good time having this chat with you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: If you haven't subscribed to our show, please do so so that you can receive an alert every time we drop a new episode. Now, whatever platform you listen to us on, please drop us a review because that will help us to make this show better. Now, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn as Simon Isora or on Instagram as Sims300. This is Simon, and
1: that's a wrap.